broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. Hey, what's up, everyone? It is C.W. Hall, your host here on the Midtown Business Radio show. It is time for our ongoing series with the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce. Pleased to have with me in studio, Amy Selby. Yes, so pleased to be here. Thank you. <laughs> well, a, a month goes by so quickly, man. I tell you what, it's uh, whipping past. We're here and gone past Easter already. I know. In our office, it's been just a flurry of a year. It's just been so fast-paced. And uh, we just celebrated opening weekend mm-hmm. with the Atlanta Braves and seeing that come to fruition. And it was just a proud moment for mm-hmm. our county and for our chamber, too. It sounds like it went well and the series went well as well. So can't ask <laughs> for better sweep. than that. Great weather. Mm-hmm. All of that happened. I'm really excited about that. I'll have to go over and check out at the park. I haven't been there just yet, but I'm looking forward to that. It's beautiful. It really is. And it's such an experience because there's there's the stadium there's the Battery Atlanta. Already, their shops are open, restaurants are open. I've enjoyed Antico, the pizza place, mm-hmm. and the Terrapin Tap Room, and it's just um, just a great place to be and hang out and be with your friends. Now, we're lucky to be located so close. I could walk there. <laughs> <laughs> Might be able to right drive her through their uh, mm-hmm. window. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and just. You know, go with friends, and the, the plaza in front of the Chop House Gate just has a great hangout area. The Atlanta Cornhole Group has already been out there <laughs> playing cornhole. Um, there's concerts. There's just all sorts of things to experience there. So any and, day of the year. And I'm sure that the businesses around the area have got to be excited to have that many more people driving into the area to eat and, mm, absolutely. and shop and do all those things ahead of the game. So that's really great for the businesses in the area. We, we have heard from members that are located around the stadium. There's a Mexican restaurant and an Indian restaurant, and they're, they're getting great traffic great. Um, on game days, and they're loving it. So there's an energy right now that's just wonderful. All about economic development. And I know coming up here in just a few days, really, just a couple of weeks away, mm-hmm. got one of the bigger events that the Chamber puts on for the Cobb business community. Want to talk a little bit about the Expo? Absolutely. <laughs> it is our business expo with Summer Jam, and it is highly regarded as one of our members' favorite networking events. It features over 160 booths. We usually have around 1,000 folks throughout the 3 to 6 p.m. come and visit and network. It's a time where you see new contacts, where you're developing new relationships, you're visiting with the ones you currently have. Um, Our folks just love it. It's just a a fun show, and you can get a lot done in that short time frame. So, Anything else coming up on the calendar that folks need to make sure that they've got themselves registered for? Always. (laughs) (laughs) We always keep a full schedule. Um, uh, So May 4th is our, you know, Business Expo with Summer Jam. That's at the Cobb Galleria Center. Um, And then before that, we have our May 1st, First Monday Breakfast. And that's also at the Cobb Galleria Center at 7.30 a.m. And the, our we're branding it Celebrating a Year of Georgia Film. And our keynote speaker is Lee Cuthbert. She's with the um, Georgia Film Commission, and she's a location specialist. And I'm just interested to hear what she has to say about the different locations throughout the state. 
I mean, Cobb County has been featured in several films mm-hmm. and TV shows. The great thing about Cobb is we have those town square kind of locations. We have Kennesaw Mountain. Then we have like the urban um, skyscrapers. There's There's been a lot along Marietta Square and then also in Cumberland, really throughout the county. So it's it's been really cool. So um, we'll get to hear from Lee and that'll be great. Then we have our next kind of run of area council events. East Cobb um, Area Council is at Indian Hills on May 18th at 7.30 in the morning. And then Northwest Council, our Northwest Cobb Council, excuse me, that's at Marietta Country Club on May 31st at 7.30 a.m. Now, I was looking on the website Mm -hmm. earlier, actually, and I had seen the advisory councils. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because it sounds like a cool resource that business leaders can participate in. Well, they're area councils, and they are um, kind of of call them our grassroots networking events. They're usually smaller than a first Monday breakfast, so a more intimate-sized crowd to network with. And they usually feature a keynote speaker and um, just a great chance to interact with um, a local authority on a subject and businesses that are in these specific areas. So we have one in some, uh, excuse me, Smyrna, Cumberland. We have a South Cobb Area Council, Northwest Cobb, and East Cobb, and a Marietta mm-hmm, Area Council, mm-hmm. too. I think there's six of them. So we like to have these events spread out throughout the county. So businesses, if they they can't get to our first Monday breakfast or after hours events, we're bringing the event to them. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm going to make sure I try to get out to one of those. Probably go to Smyrna. It's close to me. Our members love them. They're yeah. they're great. And if you've not been to the first Monday event, I strongly encourage you to go. It's very large. There's tons mm-hmm. of business leaders there. Everybody's looking to meet everybody else. It's it's a great place to go and and see and be seen. Very true. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> and I know that that our first guest today, Barbara Hickey is one of the folks that's helping with the expo on some level. So I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit about how you're doing that. Welcome for for sitting in with us today. I really appreciate you being here. Well, thank you, CW. It's what I'm, I'm honored to be here and talk about such an exciting project we have every year. It's so needed for the younger people who have just joined organizations to come out and and see all the businesses and see how professional everyone is and and yet having fun. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for having me. Well, now I noticed that in addition to the work you're going to you're doing with the the coalition for Cobb County Business Associations, you've got a business yourself. You're the founder and CEO of a of a company. Uh, Talk a little bit about your business. Well, the Etiquette School of Atlanta was made for me because I was a little girl who read etiquette books. And my friends thought that was a little strange, but I really uh, wanted to do the right thing always. I didn't want to embarrass myself or my family, so I read books. And then in high school, um, I was the go-to person. It was like the Ann Landers of etiquette. And uh, they would ask me, what would I do about this? And I would tell them. College was the same way. And then I fell in love with a West Pointer who who had his own charm school at, at the United States Military Academy. So he was kind of a perfect fit. We were in the military for 27 years. I was an officer's wife who was always asked to 
to do things about the younger women to help them. And so I was a mentor for a lot of women. And then we moved back to Cobb County. And I got involved in the chamber right away, set up the Etiquette School of Atlanta. And um, I do like teaching people to feel comfortable in their space, wherever they are, and know with confidence that they'll do the right thing. It really takes pressure off you when you are exposed to new new things and you think, well, I don't know how to act, but they do. <laughs> now, obviously, etiquette is important everywhere we go, but are there certain facets or contexts, if you will, situations that you tend to focus on or uh, situations that, you know, either for business or personal, who, who do you really try to engage with the most as your customer, if you will? Well, the CEOs who call me sometimes complain that the younger people do not know how to eat. They drag these young people to lunch with the client and they embarrass them because they're very casual about eating. And so I give them a dining etiquette class. And also, they don't know how to make a good first impression sometimes. So we start with that and I work my way up to dining etiquette. And I really, I had the opportunity to teach at NASA headquarters. And you would think that NASA would have impeccable people, but they were there taking notes. It, I called it personal effectiveness. They loved it. Well, they're learners. You can't right. join NASA without being someone who likes to learn. When it comes to businesses, is it is it is that really the the thrust of of the etiquette school? Is is working for the the enterprises out in the community that are trying to you know improve just the the things you're talking about? My ability to inter interact with other business leaders and then have my internal customers, if you will, be good at it as well? Is that really the focus? Or do you find also individuals sending themselves and their their children, for example, to, to learn some of these they things? They do. I go to, uh, I have birthday parties for children. When they're by 12 or 13, their parents say, you know, enough of taking them to the movies, to the park, whatever. Let's have something they'll learn from. So we sometimes, uh, have a dining etiquette class. And they're amazed at what they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if there was one facet around the notion of, of etiquette and, and being a courteous individual to those around you, is, is there a, a place that most people fall down that you see the, the, the most common mistake that we make? I think it's in they don't smile. A smile will open doors for you. It will put people at ease. It will say, I want to be here. It will, it will show that you're present and you're paying attention and you're happy that you were invited. And they don't smile enough. I think they're thinking of problems they have. But 
I have smile lines, so I look like I'm smiling all the time. <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I can. I, I know that my countenance is one that I, t- especially if I'm in thought, I can look, I guess, somewhat dour, and I, I've worked on that a little bit. So I, I, I certainly understand what you're saying about trying to put a smile on your face, and it's interesting because it, that applies even to inside sales as well, where you know situations where you're having to engage the other individual mostly on the telephone, and they don't may may not ever see you. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I was in college, someone saying <clears throat> that if you smile when you're talking, it's very hard to not be pleasant. It's, yes. it's it even is. if you don't feel pleasant necessarily inside, but I found that to be true. It was one of those little tips that actually can really be helpful. It is. And I usually tell them, I, I will tell them after class, you need to put a little card next to your phone with S-M-I-L-E. And you you look at that while you're talking. It'll make a difference in your sales. Now, I, feel, I feel like you can when you smile when you, you talk. Can. You can hear it yes. in your voice. It does change it. It's very it really subtle, does. but it, it's definitely there. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with you. When it comes to engaging with the Etiquette School of Atlanta, I mean, what's that like? Is it a multi-day affair where I'm coming in several times over the course of days or weeks, or yes, one day seminars? How's be, it go? It really. It really depends upon my schedule. Um, I'm involved so much in the community. I don't want to neglect the 501c3s that I work with. I have several projects of my own. Uh, So I can work around that. I like workshops, though, maybe six different classes a day. And they can pick what they want to go to because they can't be away from their office all day. Now, is part is it done on your location, or will you also come and visit no, my site? No, I like to go out to yours. Uh, we did have a building, but um, it just, just didn't seem right that they were coming to me away from, mm-hmm. because things come up at the office, and I know that I have to check my emails, and uh, they have to check theirs too, mm-hmm. and I want to then have some security of what they're talking about too when you know they're on their phones so i would imagine that on some level when you walk into a business though being able to see people and how they interact with each other gives you some things to talk about <laughs> i think i learned that as a young girl you know i could tell when someone wasn't happy and i would work at that and yes an attitude determines your altitude i really believe that the better attitude you have, you will be sticking around. We've been talking with Barbara Hickey. She is with the Etiquette School of Atlanta, learning a little bit about the services they provide to both individuals as well as business leaders in the community. And I know, Barbara, we were talking before we went on the air, uh, you do some work also that helps to bring together business associations around the, the Cobb County area helping them to maybe, I think, get a little bit greater value for the time and, and whatever funds they may be putting in to try to a- achieve the various elements of economic development that they're focused on. Talk a little bit about how the, the coalition for the Cobb County Business Associations came, came around. Well, I was a president of uh, one of the business associations, the South Cobb one, and My son was the president of the Vinings Business Association, and a reporter 
from the Marietta Daily Journal found out about that and thought, that's a story, a mother and a son, mm-hmm. both presidents of an association. So he met with us, and while he was talking to us, he said, well, have you ever considered getting the other ones together? Now, they're on the chamber website, and I said, I could do that. Well, that's a good idea. We could share ideas and work together, and it happened 10 years ago. <laughs> How about that? We still meet every other month at the chamber. We used to meet at the Vinings Club. It closed, and, and right away, David Connell, president and CEO of the chamber, went right to me and said, you can meet in the chamber. So we do. And when it comes to the business associations, I guess their focus is really more local community, that particular municipality that they're serving. It is. And then kind of under the umbrella, if you will, of the chamber. And the chamber. In terms of their focus. We're all, we work as a partnership, I'd say. We do. Mm -hmm. We We collaborate a lot together. And one of the ways we um, partner together would be the Business Expo with Summer Jam which Barbara can kind of give you the history of Summer Jam and how those the two events joined. Um, and I can help too. <laughs> but also the October Haunt, um, there are several chambers and um, count, Cobb County business associations that work together um, for that event as well. And there's, there's other ways um, that we bring awareness um, for each other's events and at I really, it's, it's just really cool how we all work together. It really helps that we look like we're having fun. <laughs> fun is a good thing. Yes. And, and these young people who come to the expo and they see us enjoying ourselves, they get a different idea about business. Mm-hmm. It's not always hard work. It can be fun. Yes. So When you started trying to form this coalition where you're stitching together the various business associations. I mean, I'm sure there was probably some measure of why should we do that in in the early going? They didn't. I I was prepared for that because I dealt with military wives and families for 27 years. And I know they sometimes are skeptical about your motives and whatever, but they thought that was a great idea and they showed up, you know, that expression if you invite them, they will come. I was shocked. I expected four or five, but they they jumped in and they wanted to participate and they advertise other meetings, you know, in the community. We're an amazing mm-hmm. community, Cobb County. Having lived all over the world, uh, God brought us back to Cobb County. <laughs> Three of our children came back out of four. So... I guess that was God's plan. We'll talk about the evolution of that summer jam and the expo, how that, you know, really can, kind of evolved into the a big event that it is now. Well, the chamber always, Amy, had an expo. Yes. Um, you know, I don't even know how many years we've had the business expo, but I will say, I want to say probably 2011 or 12. Probably when the coalition got its start. Well, you said it was 10 years 10 old. years. It's 10 years. Um, we were at the Bindings Club, so mm-hmm. that's why it was. You hosted a uh, joint association <laughs> meeting, <laughs> yes. which is also J-A-M, so <laughs> Summer Jam. Okay. Okay? So that's where that tidbit comes from. And um, 
we pick a date, a location, and any member of um, the chamber and the 10 or 11 business associations throughout the county could attend and network with everyone. So it was just a cool opportunity to get beyond your regular members. So if you're a member of the Vinings Business mm-hmm. Association, but not a member of the chamber or the <clears throat> South Cobb Business Association, Smyrna, Kennesaw, you get to you know expand your network a little bit, you know, uh, introduce your business and yourself to a lot of other folks mm-hmm. you, who 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 are not always in the room at your Vinings Business Association meetings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a success. It was people loved it. They but, really did. Mm-hmm. And then um, I want to say it was the Cobb Civic Center was our our location for a few years, and it um, went under construction. And we were scratching our heads on because it, it had grown um, where to have it. And um, the chamber presented an opportunity to the coalition to have it as part of our business expo, which is held at the Cobb Galleria Center which is a prime location, mm-hmm. and it worked out. So now it, we have the marriage of the two events. Yes, and the business associations do not have a lot of money. The Civic Center was very expensive for us. Yeah. And we all had to share in the cost. So uh, the chamber is very generous to us. We, we set up tables, and all the business associations are in the center, and we love it, and okay. we catch up with each other, and... It's a fun time for everyone. Mm-hmm. Talk about how, if I want to participate in the Etiquette School of Atlanta, how do I get engaged with your your school? Do you have a website or we contact information? We do have a website. It is esatlanta.com. I think I got that right. I do have a, a Bill Sterrett. Uh, yes. <laughs> is my... Uh, mm-hmm website person. And do you have information about the coalition as well that if I'm either a member of the business association or one of the business association leaders around the area that might want to link up with you that information They for usually the find me and the chamber has us listed. Okay. So okay. they find me. Well, also with us in the studio, I know you will have seen their trucks around town and, and uh, uh, American Kidney Services has been performing good work in the community for a long time. We're pleased to have a board member uh, from American Kidney Services, Ed Zito, with us in the studio today. Talk a little bit about the work they're doing. Thanks for making your, your way in. Well, can you hear me smiling? <laughs> He's smiling. I can verify it. That's good. I'm listening over here. I agree with that. Smile works well. Yeah, we're um, American Kidney Services is the Georgia partner for American Kidney Fund. It actually says American Kidney Fund on the sides of our trucks. But we're the Georgia partner of the national organization, American Kidney Fund. And the way we raise money is uh, by... We're, we're the organization that calls and says, you got to use clothes, household goods. We'll pick them up free at your mm-hmm. doorstep. So I've used the service numerous yeah. times. Yeah, People don't mind those calls because we're not <laughs> asking for money. We're actually mm-hmm. doing people a favor. And then they get a tax receipt on top of it. So what we do is, uh, and a lot of people ask me, well, what happens to the clothes? Do they go to the kidney patients? No, that's not at all what happens. What we do is we sell it, everything we pick up to thrift stores. Right. And we... Um, partner with Value Village stores. They're like our corporate sponsor. So they buy everything, the whole truckload. They don't say, we'll take this and not that, so on and so forth. So 
Then the proceeds we send to American Kidney Fund, which is one of the top three charities in the country. Uh, 97 cents of every dollar goes to helping kidney patients. Oh, that's great. And it's for fin- it's with financial aid. It's not, we our organization isn't the one that does the research and development. There's others that do that, which is great. But in our case, uh, it's financial aid. So if people can't afford dialysis, which is very expensive, and pay for dialysis, or maybe they have insurance they carried over from their job, but they really can't work full-time anymore because dialysis is three days a week, four hours a session, and that's just the session. So you got to get there and get set up and then disconnect and leave. So it's really almost a whole day. It's a six-hour ordeal for the most part. So that's that's how we help kidney patients with the financial aid. And, of course, um, last year, uh, collectively now, the national organization, including what we've done, provided – $285 million to kidney patients in financial wow. aid. And what services. does that look like for Georgia in particular? Do you have those numbers? Actually, I do. Uh, and it just came out recently for 2016. There were, let's see. I would imagine that we've probably got quite a few nine million, yeah. uh, over $9 million in financial aid in, um, in Atlanta. And there were over 4,000 people that were helped by that. And in Georgia, for the state, it's almost $16 million that was provided to kidney patients. And that's about 6,500 kidney patients that were helped in one way or another with financial aid. Now, I know one of the big things that folks are familiar with, obviously, we were talking about the trucks that will come and haul away various items that you're donating. Are there particular things that the, the fund has found either are particularly helpful when we get these types of things, whether it's furniture that's usable or clothing, whatever the case may be. Have there been particular things that if, gosh, if people knew we really need these things, that'd be great. Clothes. I'll I'll give you one quick bottom line, one word, clothing. That's the main thing that we look for because that's what people come into the thrift stores to buy for the most part. And we do take household items. Like when my mother-in-law passed, you know, we got a number of uh, kitchen items like a blender and so on. Mm-hmm. So if you have two of those and you don't need two for some reason, you know, we take those things as well. Household goods, but primary clothing is is the main thing that uh, that helps us raise the most money. That's good. Yeah. When it comes to donating, I mean, it's been pretty simple. We just call you up and schedule and that's right. To be available or have it out there. Well, there's a there's a number <laughs> of ways which I'm sure we'll cover as far as uh, get the best thing is to getting on getting on a free call list. Uh, and then we'll call about once a quarter and say our truck will be in the area. Do you have anything? You know, we'll pick it up. If not, no problem. We'll check with you next time. That's one way. But the best the best thing that people can do is to empty out their closet. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of need to do that. <laughs> do Don't we all? Thing? Right, it's that time of year, it's, too. Uh, it seems so overwhelming when we think about it. But if we get started, mm-hmm. it feels way better. You know, if I had a scale, overwhelming on the negative side, positive on the side that, hey, I cleaned out my closet. I could see what I have now. <laughs> I help people. But yeah, and, you know, there's, there's a number of uh, websites and all that tell you how to get organized and things like that. Me, personally, uh, my wife and I do a, a big purge every first of the year, right after, right after the new year. We take that week. She actually takes off 
for us, for us to do that. Now we do some other things as well, but we primarily focus on that. And uh, I don't know what I've done for me, what helps me is I'll take items out. What you're supposed to do is take everything out and then only put back what you, well, that's too hard for me. <laughs> Where am I going to put all this? But I'll take some things out of, you know, so much at a time. Then I'll put one pile as a keeper. One pile is definitely going and one pile is a maybe. And that maybe seems to be the one that fills up the most. But once you get in that mode, then you start saying, well, this maybe's going out. This maybe's going out. This maybe's going out. So it, it, then when you're done, you say, wow, look at how I got room in my closet. The, my clothes can breathe, mm-hmm. you know, and I can buy some new things maybe because <laughs> I got space now. Yeah. Well, what a painless way to help people in this way as well. You don't have to go through the process of setting up a, a garage sale or something like that and try mm-hmm. to have people traipsing around on your place. You can just have the ultimate goal of getting rid of those things out of the house, but you also get a tax benefit too. Yes. We leave a tax receipt. So you're, you're helping people and you're getting a tax deduction and you don't even have to go any further than your doorstep. (laughs) Just put the bags out in front of your doorstep. We ask that you put mark each bag with AKS on it because, you know, there's maybe once or twice a year, Maybe there's a delivery that came at the same time and there's a box there that's unmarked. Yes, and, you yes. know, like, that could happen. So yes. if you just mark the bags, AKS, then there's no no problem at all. Now, I know you have the trucks that'll come to my house, but if I'm not mistaken, you also do some work with recycling centers and maybe have some collection points around. Absolutely. We, um, we've always recognized the fact that we're one of the largest recyclers really, of an, any organization uh, in, in the city or in Georgia, whatever. We recycle over 120,000 pounds a week of items that would otherwise be going into the landfills. Because let's face it, if you're not giving it away, you, you, you're going to throw it away, right? Right. So you feel much better by giving it away, sure. and it's helping the people that can't afford the retail stores because you can get amazing buys. I know two years ago, my wife put a dress out there that I don't know much about brand names, but I know a St. John when I see it. And all women know St. John. And she had this beautiful dress out. I said, you sure? She said, oh, you know, everybody's size changes. I'm not going to, that's not going to fit me right anymore. I said, well, you want to hang it on the wall and just look at it? (laughs) But. We gave it away. We didn't bother with the consignment store and all that stuff. It just, what am I going to do? Get $50, 100 I don't know. But by giving it away, somebody, I'm telling you, somebody picked up a really nice item for probably 20 bucks or something. That's you know, exciting. Yeah. Well, there's actually people that can't afford retail, but they go to the thrift, thrift stores on treasure hunts. Mm-hmm. They'll go once or twice a week and see what's in I there. I know one of those. <laughs> she bragged about some very similar sorts of finds, yeah. uh, being then, able to find very high-end clothing. It's not all just right. you know, throwaway stuff. It's oh, yeah. legit. Oh, we, we can be surprised how many items we get with the tag still on it. They just never wore it. And mm-hmm. oh, if I haven't worn it, I might as well give it away. Okay. Doesn't hurt, doesn't yeah. hurt us. We'll take it. Yeah. But yeah, we have... Uh, Recycle centers, uh, we're in the city of Snellville Recycling Center, for example. They have a whole recycle center for everything. Keep North Fulton Beautiful, which is the Sandy Springs Recycle Center. 
uh, North DeKalb Mall. We have a big trailer out there that uh, does very well. And other malls like Stonecrest Mall. We're in the Charm Recycling Center, which is in Atlanta. And Charm is uh, stands for something like uh, hard to recycle items. You know, they take the things that some regular recycle centers won't take. Uh, Keep Smyrna Beautiful, Lakeshore Mall, the YMCA in East Cobb, uh, Cartersville Walmart, and uh, the Charmery Center in Athens as well. So, you know, we've got a number of trucks around that are trailers, or, or they may be our box truck in some of the smaller areas. But there's a number of ways then, you know, can, people can either, oh, I go by that or every day, I'll just drop it off. You know, okay. Well, when it comes to coming up with what my items are worth, how, do you have any advice about that? I realize you're not, you're putting yourself forth as a tax advisor here, but when it comes to donating items, how do I get to a rough estimate of what it's worth to you? Have that's any- that's uh, a good question to bring up, and I'm not a tax advisor by <laughs> any means, but we have on our site, there's, uh, if you look up on the upper right-hand side, up in the corner, and then just one low, one uh, line below that as well, there's two, uh, two links that say uh, evaluation char- uh, chart and uh, build my tax receipt. Now, one of the nice things about that, too, is if you go on our site, you can list the items that you gave away. Now, sometimes it's too many items. You know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're giving away one shirt, that's fine. But if you're giving 20 shirts, you can put 20 shirts. You don't have to list each individual. But you can list everything. Then if your accountant wants to know for sure that you do you not only have receipts, but my accountant told me to take a picture of the things that you're giving away. That's a good away. idea, yeah. But if you go on our site and fill out the, those forms and you can get the, the, the values like, you know, a pair of jeans might be a value of tax receipt for $2 or $5 or something like that, mm-hmm. whatever they are. But I saw one young lady, she built it up and, and using that guide, she had $427 worth of a tax deduction. Nice. But she listed it all. And again, if you go to our site and you do that, you got a permanent record. Whether you print it out and lose that piece of paper or not, you just go back to the site and you oh, plug in nice. your phone number or something. And then, you know, everything, a record of everything you've done over the period of whatever time since you've been donating. Yeah, so. When it comes to uh, going on the website, what's the what's the website address again for, for folks to be able to link up with you? It's AKS which stands American Kidney Services, AKS Pickup, no dots or anything, akspickup.org, akspickup.org. And Ed, as Ed was talking about, make sure if you do put something out, if you're not going to be handing it straight to the, the folks that are coming to pick up your items, as he was saying, mark them with AKS so that they know that these are the things that they're supposed to retrieve. Um, any other thoughts that we have around well, what you, you know, all are doing? Again, with the recycling, we work with the Atlanta uh, office, uh, mayor's office of sustainability. That's one of the things that we do. And of course, as you mentioned, recycling, our main focus is raising money for kidney patients. But the thing that we're big into recycling, we have, for example, uh, some of our bins at fire stations, a dozen fire stations in Atlanta. And over the last five years, we've collected a 
over a million pounds just from those bins at the fire stations. So there again, that's all what would be going into the landfill. Same sorts of things, though. They're bringing mm-hmm. clothing and yeah. those types of items. Yeah, same, the bins. We have about 400, over 400 bins, donation bins throughout the metro Atlanta area. This is interesting. What I found for me, when I first became a board member, I learned this. I didn't know that most of the donation bins that you see around town are for-profit companies. I always thought if you see a donation bin, it's automatically a charity of some sort, and I didn't really care necessarily which ones. Once I got involved, I realized that a lot, most of them are for profit, and some of them even the, for charity, they make maybe a one, say, well, we support such and such a charity. Right. And maybe they make a $500 donation once a year and they're supporting that charity, but the rest is all yes. for profit. So ours are not for profit. It's real easy. We kind of joke around and say it's that Tiffany blue bin. So <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to drop something off in a bin, look for one of those Tiffany colored <laughs> goes with blue the trucks. Yeah, it goes with the truck. Same, same. It's true. Yep. it's we, We're doing about like 8 million pounds a year out of the landfills collectively. That's tremendous. It is a big deal. We're members of the Georgia Recycling Coalition. So, you know, we're really a kind of a twofold. We're a charity that's raising money for kidney patients, but we're also very big into the recycling portion of it. So, yeah, in, in, in a nutshell, you're helping kidney patients. It's a tax deduction. It's a free service, uh, helping the environment. And what I always try to share with people is like us on Facebook. You know, everything's social media now. So I'm a little old school. That's right. I I have a Facebook account. I look at those things. I haven't posted much, but I look at them. But I know how important it is to uh, the general public, no matter what the age is. It's Mm -hmm. something like that. So spreading the word. And we we have a lot of people that, that have done that. But it's good to share something like, you know, I hey, I gave and they, these guys are great. They picked up at my doorstep. I didn't have to do anything. You know, you share that on there. Someone forwards it. So the more exposure, because sometimes people just don't know, you know, what to do. They, well, I'd like to donate. And they put a bag in their trunk and they drive around for two weeks with it in their trunk, not yes, knowing yes, where yes. to stop. Or Well, on that, yeah. on the, I was going to ask you, does the website have, if I, can I do a search for yes. drop-off points that are close to Absolutely. me? Absolutely. You just uh, you plug in, you say, find a location near me and you put a your address in there. And there's uh, the bins and the recycling. So either way, I can either bring it to Mm -hmm. you or you will come and get it. Yep. That's awesome. Exactly right. Well, Ed Zito, I appreciate you taking some time talking to us about American Kidney Services. As I mentioned, it is a service that we use every year um, in our family. And sounds like most of the folks here in the room have also Mm -hmm. uh, contributed. And and they make it really easy for you to either reach out, as we were just talking about, have one of the trucks come by your place and, and pick up items or uh, as, as Ed was talking, there's a number of uh, drop-off points, whether they're at some of the recycle centers around the community, as well as a number of fire departments that, that are happy to be collecting items on behalf of AKS as well. And clearly, as, as he was talking, a huge impact environmentally, even bigger than I would have suspected, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really, really great to be able to keep all of those items. You don't have to drive around too far to see one of the landfills here and, and see what a, what a big issue that can be. So uh, clearly donating your clothing in particular, but other good items that might be able to be sold in a thrift store. You know, I saw really a statistic. Let me get that out. There are more storage centers 
than there are like Starbucks and all of those things. Like 50,000 storage places across the country. Store things you'll never see. That you'll never see again. And you pay and pay and pay. I remember I was paying $1,500 a month at one point for several years. And I thought, what the heck are we doing here? That's true. It's It's crazy, crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. I've been one of those people. And finally, I did the same thing. I'm like, why? I drive over here periodically to get like one or two things like a radiant heater in the wintertime or something like that and I bring it back and everything else just sits there until I move to another town. You could, they <laughs> said you could put every human being in the country underneath <laughs> the roofs of storage centers. That's how much space they, we have for this extra storage. And I don't mean to be critical of storage areas that, you know, they, there's a purpose and a lot of it's really good. But I know in our case, we just said, finally said, well, let me close the top of our garage attic area and put a floor in there and we took everything out of the storage and threw away and gave away and then uh you know we got the things right in the house without having to simultaneously save yourself some money (laughs) yes get a tax break yeah don't be storing stuff you won't won't use again donate it to the american kidney services because as he was saying 97 percent of the funds that are donated or generated by donations go to its intended source. And that's really a big deal. As you were saying, a, a lot of the companies that call on you to try to get you to donate just give pennies on the dollar to the actual uh, people in need that they're calling you about. So really great as a, as a charitable organization if you're wanting to uh, support one that's going to make sure that all the funds that you're donating get where they need to go. So that's really uh, I'm pleased to, to have you here, Ed, to be talking about how people can engage with American Kidney Services and, and help those in need. Any final thoughts from either of you before we let you get back to the rest of your day? I would just add you only have one chance to make a good first impression. Well, I hope I made a good first impression today. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent, CW. Excellent. Well, I've been in the sales and marketing arena most of my life. And to add to what you just said, there was a Harvard study that said, as a salesperson especially, you think about this, that it takes eight more visits to overcome that first impression visit. So if you're visiting a potential client, that first impression, whatever that was, you better make it good because it takes eight more times. Yeah, you may not get eight. <laughs> you may not. That's why <laughs> That's it's so lot. important to Barbara's point. <laughs> wow. I never would have guessed it to be that high. And I wanted to... Um, Again, remind our audience that May 4th is our business expo. It's presented by Harkin Health, and we'll have all of our um, business associations in Cobb right in the middle of the show. We're eager for you to come visit us May 4th from 3 to 6. And for other chamber events, please visit us at cobbchamber.org. And if you're exhibiting at the uh, expo, you might just get a Midtown Business Radio X mic stuck in your face. I don't know. I might, might be stalking around the place. You might see me there. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's free You're to welcome. attend. That's right. There's no good reason why you don't want to get over there if you're in business in Cobb County or surrounding areas for sure. thousand people in attendance. That's outpacing many, many healthcare conferences that I've gone to. So huge event. Looking forward to that. Thanks very much to the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce for being a partner in the show. I've been really happy to be featuring these business leaders from around the Cobb County area. They've all been Great people, very enthusiastic about their community, both business and just the residential community that is Cobb County. So I'm really excited to be a part of it in this way. 
and look forward to meeting more of you who are out there listening to us today. If you would, go to the upper left-hand corner of the show page. You'll see the Apple logo. That'll take you to the iTunes store where the Midtown Business Radio Show podcast lives. You can subscribe to us. Each week when the new episode comes out, it's downloaded straight to your device. You can check it out when it's convenient for you and turn around and share this information. Clearly today, we talked about some things that could help folks that are important to you. So we hope you put it out on LinkedIn and Facebook and other social media platforms you use. You might just help somebody that you didn't know was in need and and uh, just all you did was click share. So thanks to the folks that do that for us. And Barbara and Ed, I really appreciate you all making time to join us today. Pleasure to be thank here. You, Amy, as always. Yes, thank you, CW. <laughs> See you soon. Catch you later.